This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Bar Radio. Thanks for listening, guys. I got a big response when I asked if people wanted a Raymond Felton pod, and so I'm going to do a quick one where I answer some questions. Uh, first, let's kind of go over who Raymond Felton is. Uh, he's a 12-year veteran. He's been in the NBA for a long time. He's a point guard. He can play alongside some point guards a little bit. I don't suspect that the Thunder will do that much with Felton, but I think that they have the option because he is a pretty gritty defender. Uh, he's 6'1", he's 205, uh, that's probably a, a low weight for, for Felton. I think he's kind of known for being kind of like the fat point guard of the league. But the shame is that he's actually been like pretty good over the past few years. His raw numbers don't look great. Like you look at the Clippers, his numbers from the Clippers last year, 6.7 points. He had a turnover, almost 2.5 assists, 2.7 boards. He shot 32% from three, which isn't great, 43% from the field which is fine. Uh, so his, his raw stats aren't great, but like you, if you dig in a little bit, you go to like ESPN's Real Plus Minus, and he ranks 52nd among all point guards. I think there's like 92 or 93 point guards total. So like he ranks as a backup point guard. Some guys that are kind of around him, uh, Derek Rose is right above him, Tim Frazier, Corey Joseph, Dennis Schroeder, Jared Bayless, Sean Livingston's below where Felton was last year and wrote in ESPN's real plus minus. So like he's like he's going to be a solid backup point guard. Shelvin Mack, 61, uh, where you have Raymond Felton ranked 52. Not that real plus minus is like the end-all, be-all of stats, but it just shows you like when you kind of strip everything away, he he's a backup point guard. Like this is a backup point guard. And if you guys haven't heard these numbers, I think that I've said them before on our show, you look at the very, very end, 80, it's not 90, it's out of 84 point guards. So the 83rd ranked point guard, Samaj Christian. The last one is Wade Baldwin. And then you have Trey Burke and Brandon Knight at the end there, who had really all four had really bad, bad years. Uh, so Felton is a capable backup point guard, which is great because that was the biggest hole left for the Thunder to fill was backup point. And Samaj is no longer going to be the backup point. And now we have a competent backup point guard in Raymond Felton. So he's going to be able to hit shots. He can get in the lane a little bit. He's a gritty defender. And I don't think the Thunder are going to rely on him for much more than 10 to 15 minutes a night. That's all they really need him for. And it just depends on if the Thunder are blowing teams out because there will be a lot of East teams that this Thunder team will blow out. So uh, Felton may get some more run on those nights. And then on nights where they're playing the Spurs or they're playing Houston or Golden State, you'll see Felton play maybe you know 8 to 10 minutes. So let's get into some Twitter questions. First of all, I just want to thank everybody for sending in your questions. I won't be able to answer all of them today, but I'll get to as many as I can. This question is from Proud 76 Do you feel like the opening day roster is set, or do you expect other moves? I think it's pretty much set. I mean, they have some options here still. They still have the trade exception that they could use. 
to go grab another player uh, that's making you know four or less million. So they could, they have that option. Uh, they are into the luxury tax now. I think they're about eight million dollars into the luxury tax. I wouldn't be afraid of that. I think the Thunder are going to pay the luxury tax. I don't think that they're like desperately trying to dump in a scanner onto the Nets or something. So I I would suspect that they're going to pay the luxury tax and they and if they could add a player of significance, I think that they'll use that trade exception to do so. Otherwise, I think that they might go into the season with maybe some two-way contracts. You could see some of the guys that were in the D League last year uh, take a two-way contract. You can see Nick Collison re-signing for the minimum, although Collison wants to play, and he's not going to play on this Thunder team. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think I do suspect that Collison will come back, um, but if he wants to play, he'll go elsewhere. Like he'll go to San Antonio or go somewhere else. I think that it, it makes some sense for him to to look elsewhere if he wants to play. But if he just wants to be Mister Thunder, I think they'll resign him at the minimum. Uh, from Mister Casper Seven. How much playing time for Turd Ferguson? So this is Terrence Ferguson. Uh, on this team, he won't play. I, unless he just blows people out of the water in training camp or is just killing Doug McDermott and Alex Sabrinas in practice, uh, he's not going to play this year. He'll probably see more time at the Blue than he will with the Thunder. Uh, and that's kind of what we thought he would be anyways. Like We thought that he would come into this season and just be a guy that can uh, – develop and figure out the NBA speed and, you know, learn how to be a part of the Thunder and then maybe take a spot in the next season or the next. So I just don't expect a lot from Terrence Ferguson this season. I think that we'll see some D-League stuff. Maybe he throws down some dunks and uh, garbage time enough to where they can, you know, he can be like Derek Jones Jr. of this next season where you have a guy that barely played but somehow gets into the dunk contest. Next question from N underscore Mill 22. Now that Sam Presti has completely owned the offseason, will people start appreciating how great of a GM we have in OKC? I hope so. Uh, people people have been dogging him since Durant left. And the thing is that that really wasn't his fault. Like, he really set this team up to be something great. And he has done it again with this roster. I mean, he has put together an incredible roster, ready to compete now, ready to show Russ that he should commit to this team, ready to show Paul George that he should commit to this team. And fans like if you like if you don't appreciate Sam Presti now, like I don't I don't know what we can do for you, but uh, just like remember these moments as we go along. I know the Harden trade happened, I know Bill Simmons won't let you forget, but this is a really really good NBA GM. And there's reasons why he popped up in the Knicks uh, talks for GM. It's because he's good. He's competent. He knows what he's doing. He's a he's a brilliant general manager. Next question from at Connor Johnson ten. Does adding Felton make the second unit a, a functioning unit now? Also, no more Samaj running the second unit. Yes, fantastic. No more Samaj. This is great news for everyone that watches the Thunder because now you have a competent point guard. Uh, I think that it does. I think there's still going to be some mixing and matching. We all know that Billy D is not going to run like starting lineup and then five guys out. But it makes it easier to run like with Canner out of the post because I mean I know that Felton didn't hit real well from three last season, um, and traditionally he's not the best three point shooter. He had a year in Denver where he hit 45 percent from three. Uh, but that was in a really small sample size. It was only 21 games. 
but he's a 32, 33% uh, career three-point shooter. But I think people are still going to guard him more than they did Kristen. So uh, I think that, that makes a difference. But I don't think it's going to be like a functioning unit by itself. But I think that it could be. I think you could put uh, Felton, Abrinas, McDermott, Grant, and Canner, and you're not going to get killed. I think that's a that's a perfectly decent option for the Thunder. And you may see some of that, but I suspect that you'll see like a Paul George in there or a Westbrook in there with some of those other guys mixed in. Um, and this Thunder team is going to be really good, guys. Really, really good. Next question from At That True Talk. How many points per game do you think the following will average this season? Westbrook, George, Canner, and Adams, and who will be the fifth leading scorer? Man, this is tough. So Westbrook, I suspect that he will take a dip, maybe maybe 25 each for he and George, maybe even a little bit more. Canner, I think he's got to be like eight or nine. Like I just don't know where the minutes are for this guy. And I, I think that he can score more than that clearly, but I think that he, I mean, he'll... He had averaged about 21 minutes per game last season. I suspect that even could take a dip this in this coming season just because I think you're going to want to play Patterson more. You're going to want to play Adams more. You're going to want to see what Grant can do. You're going to want to put McDermott at the four. Uh, so, like, that, like, right there to me, like, closes the door for a lot of, like, the Adams-Canner lineups that I think really are what push Canner's minutes up. I just don't know. I, I think Canner's still a very good player, and I think the Thunder like him. It also is dependent on whether Canner is going to shoot threes or not. Is he really going to shoot threes? Because if he'll take two or three threes a game when he's in there, I think that, that that's a game changer. And I think that that probably limits the amount that like a guy like Jeremy Grant would play um, if, he's hit, if he's hitting those shots. I'll say that, if he's hitting them. So Canner's so he's, he's really interesting, and he's really not needed on this team, but he will help them. He will help them. Uh, depending on who they play in the playoffs, he may not play at all uh, but it, it's really hard to predict him I, I would guess around 10 Adams around 10 as well uh, I think Adams has the potential to be more of like a 15 you know point a night guy uh, but I haven't seen it yet people are like I think that he can develop to be like a 18 and 10 guy man I I, I think that he, he for sure has the potential but we've seen in Adams that he just even though he has the potential he also has this part of him that just wants to be a team player, wants to do what's best for the team all the time. He's not calling for his own. He doesn't really care to have the even care to have the ball that much. Um, but I think that if he put his mind to it, and if the Thunder put the ball in his hands a little bit more, I think that, that opens up for him to be you know 16 to 18 points per game. But I'm going to say closer to 10 uh, because even last season where he was the second option on a lot of nights a second or third option on a lot of nights, he wasn't able to step up and didn't really care to have the ball that much. There were even there was a month where you prefer to have Canner out there over Adams, which was kind of crazy to think about. But uh, Adams is going to, men- mentally, he's going to have to change a little bit. I think a lot of things open up for him within the offense, but I'm not sure that that means that he is going to get a ton more touches. Next question from Jason underscore Broyles. He asked if this is the if this team is better than any team Paul George has ever played on. Uh, I don't know. I think that Westbrook is the best player that he's ever played with. Uh, he was on a team in 2013-14 uh, 
that Pacers team won 56 games. That was a really, really good Pacers team. But you look at the roster and you're like, huh, like that's just not incredibly impressive. Like the next best player on the team is probably like the Lance Stevenson was really good that year. George Hill was really good that year. Uh, David West, Roy Hibbert, that was when Roy Hibbert was like a functional NBA player. Uh, Danny Granger was hurt that year. He only played 29 games. Evan Turner was on that team. Uh, they traded for him at the deadline. Uh, CJ Watson, Andrew Bynum played two games for that team, which is funny. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I think that this Thunder team is better because I think that you'd take Adams over Roy Hibbert, even though Hibbert was really good that year. Um, you'd obviously take Russ over Lance Stevenson <laughs> or George Hill. Um, Lance is really good that year, too. He, he averaged 14 points per game, five assists, seven boards. Like Lance was really awesome uh, before he kind of went crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that this is the best team that Paul George has ever been on. I think that that, that matters. Like that's, That matters in trying to re-sign him and trying to bring him back because this will be something that he's never seen before, this level of talent. I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring all of our emergency pods. If you're looking for something to do that is like, you're like, man, how can I help out Down to Duck? Man, go eat Chicken Express. It's going to help out us. It's going to help out you because it's so delicious. This morning, had some biscuits and gravy two days in a row from Chicken Express. So good, man. Their biscuits are, are so delicious. Uh, their chicken strips are amazing. They've got great sides. You can go in Oklahoma City, Edmond, Yukon, Tulsa, Amarillo, Dallas. Uh, go check out Chicken Express today. It's worth your time. It's worth your money. They've got great deals. Go check out Chicken Express today. Next question from at Rob Spencer 2 What up, Robbie Spencer? Who are the best options to fill out the rest of the Thunder roster? You know, I think that Nick Collison is a good option as a big because I do, if someone gets hurt, I think he can come in and play a little bit. And as far as everything else goes, I think they're pretty much set. You know, I'd like to see them maybe sign some kind of D-League guy, do some two-way contracts, um, to maybe develop somebody, bring in some guys that you know maybe are a little unexpected, uh, just to see if you can develop somebody at the end of your bench. Because honestly, if you can get a cheap guy that can be a rotation player down the road, that's incredibly important to your franchise. Like you look at the way the Golden State Warriors built, is that they had all these guys that weren't these top tier dudes from the draft. Like these were like second rounders. Like you had Draymond as a second rounder. You know, you had Clay Thompson, a mid-first-round pick. Like, you, you've got to try to nail these guys that are on the fringes. You look at the Spurs, who have done it time and time again. Patty Mills, Danny Green, Jonathan Simmons. All these guys are these fringe NBA players that they turn into real NBA players. And so if I'm the Thunder, I'm not going to look for more veterans because I think they've done a good job bringing in Patrick Patterson, Raymond Felton, guys like that who can be vets on this team and help lead them. But... Man, like I just think that if you could go get a guy from the D League that you believe in and develop him, and if he can become a player on your team, then I think that that's how you should do it. That's that's how I would build the back end of the roster for the Thunder. Is you just you just see what you can do, and you're and you can shuffle guys in and out. You can sign some non guaranteed deals, and those are also pretty nice trade chips as well. Um, next question from. At MKOKC, what's the deal with Josh Eustis? I feel like we're, we are keeping this guy from getting a chance. Does he have any value in the rotation? Probably not on this team, Mike. 
It's unfortunate for him, not for the Thunder, for him, because where does he play? Because you've got Paul George, who's going to play a bulk of the minutes at small forward. You have McDermott behind him. You're going to play Abrinas maybe at that three spot sometimes, too. Uh, you would you would think that Terrence Ferguson might even be ahead of him in the rotation. You look at power forward, you have Patrick Patterson, who will start. You have Jeremy Grant, and McDermott's going to play some at four, too. And that's that's your rotation. And unfortunately for Houston, it's going to take an injury, or it's going to take him maybe being on a different roster for him to get some time this season. Uh, I believe in him. I think that he is an NBA player. He's a heck of an athlete. He can block shots. He's shown that he can shoot from three. Um, so I, I like I like him, um, but it's unfortunate that he's really just not going to get a chance. From at Caleb underscore Jones underscore, in your opinion, is this a one-year team? I don't know that I'm just going to say it's a one-year team. I think that's all that you can count on for sure, uh, but I don't know that it's a one-year team. There's so much that needs to unfold here. Like we got to get – if Russ doesn't sign his extension, then I think you have to lean that way. Uh, if the Thunder don't mesh quickly, you have to lean that way. Uh, but what if the Thunder are the second best team in the West? What if they go to the conference finals and they take this Golden State team to five or six? Then what? Like, there's just way too much to unfold. Uh, it's really just hard to say. Next question from at JPOSU Best closing playoff lineup versus Golden State, Houston, or San Antonio? Man, uh, this this team is going to be so exciting. I think that Adams needs to be on the court. I think that you will want to play smaller uh, if you're going to have Adams out there. So I think that you want to have Paul George out there as your four. I think you have Robertson out there as your three. And I, Man, maybe I'm too high on him, and that's possible. But I think Alex Abrinas is going to be ready to play some big-time minutes for this team. And he's going to hit some big shots. He's not afraid of anything. He can shoot it. He's probably the best shooter on this team. I think you put Abrinas out there with Westbrook. And that way you have enough floor spacing. Your defense isn't going to be isn't going to suffer. You're going to have to hide uh, Abrinas like on Iguodala or somebody like that. Um, but that that's going to be a killer lineup. Offensively, you have the floor spread. You basically have... Uh, Robertson as your four. You have uh, Abrinas and uh, Paul George out there on the wing shooting threes, and you have Westbrook driving to the lane. You have uh, Adams ready to catch lobs. It's it's an incredible lineup. For San Antonio, I think Patrick Patterson makes a ton of sense in there in for Abrinas. Um, And then Houston, I think you go the same lineup that I said because I think they're still going to want to play small. Uh, And if you match up like that, I think it's going to be really tough for Houston. Um, so, and, and in that case, you might want to put in another defender for Abrinas because if they're running two point guards with Chris Paul and James Harden, I don't know that you, I don't know where the hiding space is. I guess that you can still hide him on like Trevor Ariza or somebody like that who can't put the ball on the floor. Um, but man, the Thunder have options. I think Jeremy Grant could have a chance to become a part of that closing lineup or you maybe even play him at center. Maybe if, Maybe if the, those teams are so small that Adams can't stay out there, maybe you put Grant at center. Uh, they're going to have options. And Billy Donovan is not afraid to use his options. That's one thing that we know about him. Next question from at Brent underscore Masia. Who do you feel needs more minutes next season, Abrinas or McDermott? It's Alex Abrinas, guys. There's a few people that have asked me that. 
It's Alex Sabrinas. I think McDermott's going to be a good player. He's a good rotation player. He's a good guy off the bench. I think that Abrinas can get to the level of a starting caliber shooting guard in his career. And the Thunder may not need him to start, and if that guy's coming off your bench, that's great. Abrinas, when he gets to the end of this contract, he's restricted, so the Thunder can control him for a number of years. Uh, but, man, I, I really... If you if you don't believe in Alex Sabrinas yet, like let's get on early because this guy's going to be really good. Uh, McDermott's going to be a, just a fine rotation player, but I think that Sabrinas has the potential to be something really special. All right, let's do one more question. Thank you everybody for asking. I'm sorry I didn't get to everyone's everyone's questions, but this is from at James two twenty or James T U twenty something like that, James. Sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, last good team had Russ, KD, Serge, Adams, Robertson, Dion, Cantor as the main contributors. How can this team be better? Oh, man, that team was really, really good. Uh, it's going to take a guy like Abrinas being, you know, going above and beyond expectations. Uh, it's going to take Adams being better than he was in the playoffs, which is going to be t- really tough for him. It's going to be Paul George going to have to go to another level. We've already seen Russ go to another level, but can he become more of a part of a cohesive team with these guys? I think he can, uh, but it's going to take some work. Uh, Serge Ibaka was still pretty good. It's going to take Patterson stepping into that role. I still think that that team is better than what the Thunder have now, but I think that it's it could be if you have Robertson, if you have Adams, if you have Abrinas, if all those guys can take another step, like a big step, then I think they could be better. Um, but I I think it's more likely that we look back at that last KD and Russ team and say that, that, that they were better than this just because Durant is just so good, even though I don't like saying that. Uh, he was amazing. Uh, and Deion Waiters was a really good role player for them. Um, maybe Cantor can shoot threes. Maybe that's another way they can be better. Um, but overall, I, I wouldn't look back at that team and say that the, this current iteration of the Thunder is better than that. Um, but this current iteration is really, really good, and they're going to be really fun. Uh, thank you for listening to the show today. You can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. If you're a new listener, hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Uh, if you'll subscribe, continue to download. We're going to provide a lot of Thunder content throughout the summer and into the season. It's going to be super fun. So please stick with us. Uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review. If you've been listening for a while, that would be really helpful to us. And I hope you guys have a great day.